Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with March 28th and April 28th, 1919, Part 1, pages 238 through 240. March 28th, 1919. In the afternoon, I gave a retreat conference to the ladies on following Christ. Yesterday, the seminarian Gaspar Vodakievich, a nationally conscious Belarusian, served Mass. His complaints and opinions were much the same as those of other Belarusians. April 28, 1919. I have not written anything down in this notebook for a whole month because I had taken my notes out of the house and hidden them. I was afraid that if the Bolsheviks searched my house, they would find they would be found and used for evil purposes. In general, I had given various papers and documents to certain trustworthy persons so that I could take them away and hide them. So they would take them away and hide them. Now I can only jot down some of the more important things as I recall them. This whole period was very stormy and turbulent. For me, it was a time of sorrow and heartache, a time to strain the efforts of mind, will, and nerves to the utmost, and a time of fervent prayer as well. On March 30th, at 5.30 in the morning, I heard the doorbell ring. The young brothers and Father Joseph were praying in the chapel while I was in my room getting ready to go say Mass and give a sermon at the charity chapel at the request of the worshippers of the Blessed Sacrament. I went down and answered the door myself. In the doorway, I encountered the same Bolshevik who had once come to the house and demanded that I move out of my apartment. He now announced that the commissar was supposed to occupy my quarters, who was supposed to occupy my quarters, had returned from Moscow and was at the train station. He would soon be coming here with his friends, seven persons in two cars. I must make room for him immediately. I replied that the former Bolshevik order directing me to give up my living quarters in favor of the commissar was now, had, has now been revoked by the housing agency. He replied that, since today was a holiday, the man in charge of the housing agency, Comrade Abroma, Abramov, would not be there. Consequently, for the time being at least, I must admit those who have come from Moscow until they can find suitable accommodations. This Bolshevik had already moved into my yard with an automobile full of gasoline canisters and other things. The commissar himself arrived soon afterward. I showed him the notice that the former Bolshevik decision had been revoked and that he had been given other accommodations. He said that he could ignore the notice and asked that I would allow him to come into the house temporarily. I warned him that forcing themselves into the bishop's house would not go down well with the people and that riots might result. I said, sirs, you have the authority to do whatever you want. I cannot do anything about it. You are forcing me out of my residence and I shall leave the house entirely, but I do not advise you to stay here. I know the Catholic people and they will not tolerate this. There will be a disturbance. As I left to go out to say Mass, I asked everyone inside to remain calm, and if the Bolshevik should return, Bolsheviks should return to let them into the waiting room if they are absolutely determined to get inside. 
I had already conferred with Father Joseph, and we had agreed that I would move into the seminary, should the Bolsheviks get in here by force, while he would remain in the house with the two brothers to keep an eye on things. When I came back after Mass at about 11.30, I found the stairs and the entrance hall filled with people. Both the Poles and the Lithuanians had rushed in to defend the bishop's residence, sensing that the Bolsheviks were trying to seize it. Seven of these Bolsheviks had already arrived, five men and two women. The people had become even more enraged because of these women. Apparently, they suspected that they were of questionable character and were forcing themselves into the bishop's house to desecrate it. Sensing that a large crowd was gathering, the Bolshevik men left the house and only the two women stayed behind. The people who had assembled into the waiting room spoke many harsh and bitter words to them. When I walked into the house, the people told me that they would never let the Bolsheviks occupy the bishop's house or yard. This house belongs to all the Catholics, and they are the owners, so no one has the right to move in here without their knowledge and approval. As more and more people gathered, I asked them to remain calm. Well, in a brief entry, Blessed George speaks of a retreat conference that he gave to the ladies of Vilnius on the following of Christ and of a meeting with another seminarian who had experienced similar problems in the seminary. Then he doesn't write anything in his journal for a month. This will be a very long entry because he fills in what happened during that month from memory. He writes that he had taken his notes out of the house and hidden them so that they wouldn't be seized by the Bolsheviks. It is not easy to have to live with a lack of freedom like that, always looking over your shoulder in fear. Blessed George writes that it was a very difficult month. He prayed to get through the turmoil. He was to be evicted, at least temporarily, to make room for a commissar arriving from Moscow. Blessed George warned them that the Catholic people would not tolerate their bishop being evicted from his house and Blessed George asked his household to remain calm while he said Mass. Then when he came back from Mass, the house was filled with people who had come to defend their bishop. The Bolsheviks had two women of questionable character with them to come and live in the bishop's house. And this enraged the faithful, a kind of a desecration of the bishop's house. The people vowed to defend the house, and Blessed George asked everyone to remain calm. What a drama. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.